Hello and welcome to the 5th Ever ITC podcast. Today I am joined by Chris Potts. Hey Chris, how are you doing? I'm okay, thank you. So, for all of our listeners out there who don't know who you are, who are you and what do you do? There are lots of people who don't know who I am. I try to keep a low profile most of the time. It's a valuable asset if people get my mobile number. So, uh, so uh, all things technical, most of ITC's platforms for delivery are designed by me, not necessarily maintained by me these days, but um, pretty much every product offering, every service delivery that ITC has has been um, onboarded by me. Nice, right, you. So can you explain to the, the listeners what your official stance is? Like who exactly you are, Mr. Chris Potts? <laughs> The uh, person who hides in the corner of the room surrounded by screens <laughs> and dead and dying debris of uh, hardware. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm the, the last line of resort when you're stuck the or when something's one. gone wrong or it's a disaster. Devcon oh. 5 comes on a new pop-up. <laughs> <laughs> That's normally the new customer. I meet the new customer when uh, their pants are down and they're vulnerable. <laughs> and uh, I'm the solution to that. You might never get to meet this, but it's the person pushing the uh, buttons behind it. Yeah. The man of the plan behind all yeah. mysteries. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so, what things do you like doing in your spare time away from work? Um, in the very limited um, spare time, um, I live and breathe technology, really. That's the thing. Um, you know, sustainability, green energy, forward thinking, try to imagine the future um, in, a, in a practical way that, that companies can make use of. Um, the uh, relaxing points for me, very few of those relaxing points. Um, I actually like doing a bit of woodworking, but I tend not to show anyone and do anything. <laughs> and I mostly just build furniture for myself. So yeah, I've just, <laughs> put, a few a, pieces, I've just put up a brand new bed and a brand new table in my house, just Ikea, and I was like, as much as I hate putting Ikea furniture together, I still like doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of the furniture I put together, you need a team of people to shift afterwards, yeah. You could build us a table for the There's new podcast room. No infrastructure that I don't build, it's not meant to last. <laughs> you could absolutely build us a new like table for us. Yeah. Get a custom table. Well, that's where our workshop came from. <laughs> we could absolutely do it. We can get a little branding on it. Like, hot brand it. Yeah. So, you're talking just there about green energy and sustainable energy. And I've heard you are the green energy guru. <laughs> so, what exactly is green energy and what does it mean to you? It, it, it really is about sustainability. Um, the, this zero imprint is, is what it's all about for us. So don't use any energy that you can't create yourself. Um, don't consume foods that can't be replaced. You know, bearing in mind that the population and the boom and you know, doing all of these things ethically. Um, you know, they, they, I recently I moved house and the last house with I actually had that electricity bill down to, in the winter months, like 20 pound a month. <laughs> and bearing in mind that we're running electric cars from the premises as well, you know, it, that, that's quite a consumption um, saving for the grid, really. 
So how would you go about even doing that? Because £20 in the winter, that's absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the sad fact is it's not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> it might be cheap to run it, but it's not cheap to install it. Um, but unless it's taken on mass adoption, these things are never going to be cheap. Those first people to the market always bear the cost, disadvantage of doing that before that economy of scale comes to it. Um, how we did it, we, we had east-west solar, we had south-facing solar, we had independent standing solar that wasn't rooftop-based. Um, we had no approval for wind, which was a bit upsetting to us. I did try it on with the council, but uh, apparently it wouldn't have been liked, although I was in the middle of nowhere. Um, so, um, what did we do that energy, you know, obviously you're producing it all during the day, um, we're harvesting water and I was ended up in the end capturing, capturing it in, um, in battery storage on site so you could use it when it was dark. Um, you know, I, I can't wait for sort of vehicle to grid to come along. You know, you're, everyone's going to end up driving around cars with 100, 200 kilowatt batteries in. And there's no reason why your house can't run on that. You know, you want to go and live in a cabin on the weekend? No problem. Just fill your car up, drive up there, run it off your car, come back again. I mean, it's quite the... It's not that much difference in between a car and a house, to be fair. So the electricity consumption is higher in a house, I would assume. Uh, higher in the car. Higher in the car. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, we've got a person that weighs, you know, in my case... I'd be nice and call myself 13 and a half stone when it's probably more 14. But, um, you know, you've got a very little light person wrapped up in two tons worth of metal and components. Um, you know, and the most efficient way we can transport ourselves is in a vehicle of that weight, but on our own, in the most part. So, um, you know, the average house, I think, would probably be said, fair to say, you know, might consume 100 kilowatts and you're going to consume that, you know, in a week in your car. So most people who take on electric transportation will say a price rise. You know, you all start going economy seven, charging on a nighttime with cheaper <laughs> electricity. Um, but in actual fact, you know, when you move to sustainable transport, like cars like that, um, everyone says, well, you know, everyone's going to suck down the electricity in their vehicles rather than, you know, digging stuff out of the ground and <laughs> setting it alight with matches and sparks. But really what you've got is portable energy. It's, yes, the car consuming, it's a high consumer of energy, especially if you drive at speed. Um, but you really have portable energy that can be used to infill on the grid because the majority of cars at the minute, because people own cars rather than cars roaming around driverless doing their own thing. Um, you've got energy just sitting there doing nothing, uh, just, just wasting inside that vehicle. Well, you know, plug it in all the time, let it infill the grid at those peak times, you know, and then let's use the energy that's in those cars to, to run real devices on, on the spot, you know? Yeah. Um, and I suppose within the, the cars, there's always extra wasted energy, even with electric cars, you've also got the kinetic energy. And you could even, someone could be brilliant and come up with a way of transferring that spare kinetic energy into a kinetic dynamo, and then gaining some power back. 
well, the electric cars all have regeneration for, for when they, you know, but it's it's not the most, still not the most efficient way to drive. But, you know, we, we might be taking, I might be taking energy efficiency too far, <laughs> you know, to dictate how people should be driving their vehicle at that point. But, uh, you know, looking for other forms of transport, you know, until I moved house, you know, I came in on an electric bike. So... Uh, on those days when I could, and I knew I wasn't <laughs> going to go anywhere. You know, we've got vehicles here. You know, we've got some electric vehicles. I'd like more of them. But the minute the manufacturers, you know, step up a little bit. And I feel like, uh, on that same note, you have a wonderful car. Oh, well, the... the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fairness, Tesla paid for my car. It's still a good so, car. Um you know, I invested in Tesla at the right time. And to this day, Tesla didn't just pay for me first Tesla, they paid for me second Tesla. That's, I, no, I don't own two Teslas, <laughs> not at the same time. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, it, they paid for the first one because I was an early adopter and, um, and, and they paid for this one as well. But that's just, that's more of an investment program. <laughs> the green energy one. But it still does make quite a big difference, even though it may be one car, it is still helping the environment and it's a bit more sustainable considering you're not burning any fossil fuels. But it, it, it is, I mean, it's fueled with green energy as well. So the, the energy that I buy, and I haven't converted the new house to the extent that I have the old because, you know, it takes money to do that. And, you know, all things happen eventually. <laughs> So I've got an endless pot of cash to pull out for these things. <laughs> but, um, and there's certainly no profit in, in doing it at this point. It's, it's, it's always a long-term right investment thing. as well. Yeah, it's the right thing to do. and not doing it because it makes money or saves money. Um, and the right thing for society. But the, um, the Tesla is good because I can go to those clients where they insist on seeing me and I've got to drive two, 300 <laughs> miles and... You know, and it, it's quick and it's easy to do it. Um, we're we'll having a, a BMW i3, one of the first editions, you know, the shorter range version uh, that my partner uses. You know, it, it's perfect for darting to the shops, for, for going backwards and forwards to work, things like that. It is, it is absolutely perfect for that. You know, and we've got an electric van that's the same way as well. Oh yeah, we we have a few electric vans as well here, don't we? We've got one on order, so we've got the, the one Kangoo, and um, a first edition Kangoo that no one wanted. On <laughs> I bought from a dealer after it sat in a forecourt for two years, and um, and we've got a, the newer Nissan ENV two hundred that's that's on order. So I think it's August August delivery. Still a nice new electric van though. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, that, that one um, should actually meet our mileage requirements as well. <laughs> <laughs> because we do have some clients fairly far away. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's got sort of the ability to charge a little bit quicker than that one does as well. But, you know, I, I wouldn't have put an electric vehicle in that I didn't think could be used properly as long as people drive it properly. <laughs> um, you know, and I have done the long trips. I was a total advocate of it. I drove it consistently for like three months. I wouldn't make anyone drive anything. I wouldn't drive myself. I have quite an emotional bond to that little kangaroo. <laughs> it's kind of like the easy just tries to be a big boy, but it's not quite there. 
could be our mascot. <laughs> yeah. The ITC mascot. I, I actually, I truly think that I'll end up owning that, that van when ITC gives <laughs> it up and it's looking a little bit more old and decrepit. You can fix it up. I I think I'm likely to cut the back off and turn it into a pickup. I think it'd be a good pickup truck. You could turn it into almost like a little uh, marble hall. Uh, Yeah. Take it on nice long, long journeys, go up to the lakeside. I'd need to um, add a Nissan battery, another Nissan battery on top (laughs) of it, double double its range. There's a few people driving those EVs that have trailers now of broken up cars that were like theirs, where they've got the battery added in. It's quite amusing. They're good pioneers, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so in the whole grand scheme of green energy you've, you've talked to me before about having an office entirely sustainable on green energy so what would the dream dream office be <laughs> the the office that got away <laughs> the one that got <laughs> the, yeah the, the one that we had planned had submitted to the council had approved and then got um then had the land deal taken away from us so yeah, I'm not bitter about that in the very slightest, not at all. <laughs> um, so, but uh, yeah, so it was um, the the one that we had planned out. Um, all of the materials in it were all quickly produced materials, as in they were grown, made for purpose to build the building out of. None of the materials were, you know, stone rock faces we've had to quarry out or you know materials we've dug out of the ground or anything like that they were all um everything that was going into making it was going to be fabricated from sort of raw ingredients um entire solar see-through roof on it even had the three wind turbines approved for the for the for the grounds that's a fairly large achievement getting wind turbines approved really is in a in a relatively busy industrial area as well but you know it that we were keeping a large number of trees that were on the property as well um you know council were quite keen on the green element of it and i think that's why we got away with it because we're keeping those and keeping the neighboring houses in a nice environment um sadly that that land's been sold since and now the whole thing has been leveled those <sighs> 100 odd year old trees all gone i hear it's going to be turned into a car park oh, or a no. at the edge of the industrial estate make additional parking spaces but, but the trees yeah, yeah all gone yeah it's all gone i was quite shocked i, I feel like that's quite how a lot of stuff go nowadays nice green lands being cut up and dug up just for car parks yeah even yeah. though we could be a lot better off if not everyone drove cars which would then lower emissions again and be better for green accelerate the uh, transition into electric vehicles, accelerate autonomy. Um, that should free up some money because there won't be as many cars running around. You know, if you imagine that place where um, that car drops me off at work and I get out and then the car goes off back home again and picks up the wife and then <laughs> takes her to work and then goes back home and parks on a drive or just sits at her work until she gets out. Or, you know, and it would even lower the amount of cars per uh, like household as yeah, well. Yeah, it would sort of free up a lot of road maintenance. You know, quantity of cars need less on the roads. You would, you know, have less pollution because of it. And I can't say that everyone's going to have 
environmentally green energy sources, you know, uh, but Bravo to Shell, saying <laughs> you know, took over first utility, now oh, yeah. supplying only green energy, where first utility didn't. So, um, you know, lot, lots of good things can come out of that. Yeah, well, I hope absolutely green energy takes a big leap because currently it's not widely accepted by everyone because I feel like they still think coal and fossil fuels are perfectly all right for the environment. It's quite amazing to us, really, when you, when you, you think about it. It's, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, I get onto that sustainability topic and it's, you know, it's like, don't use anything that you can't replace within the next 12 months. If you've got to bury a load of dinosaurs under the ocean and store them there for a million years so you can use it to heat your house, you know, it's not really a sustainable way forward for your kids. And, um, you know, it's not going to affect me. I don't have kids. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm really doing all this for no personal benefit in the long run. But, you know... Purely because you think it's what's right. It, it's And it, it actually... In the last sort of year, it's affected my diet as well, as, as bizarre as it sounds. So it's a, a, a dropped meat, what must be about two years ago now, thinking that it's unsustainable on the quantity that people eat. Um, and just recently, I, I say dropped meat, I was still picking on the fish, you know, so it's, I suppose you call it pescatarian, isn't it? Um, and... I'm on that verge of saying, well, actually, I don't need the fish anymore as well. Um, and stop, you know, about four years ago, stopped eating anything that was processed in a package. So any ready meal that gets delivered or anything, I just don't think, you know, the farming of it from all around the globe, the shipping of it to processing plants, the packaging of it just in itself, and then the redistribution to supermarkets that we then drive out and pick it up and bring it back. It just seems like an awful lot of legwork to, you know, get an apple to your plate. And there's also instead. a lot of wastage in the supermarkets. Well, it, you know, I, I live in Seaham now and uh, I've tried a couple of times with the council um, because there isn't a square meterage in Seaham that doesn't have garbage in it. And, you know, it, it could be such a nice place and you can see a lot of it in the industrial estates, you know, people using hedgerows and litter bins for some reason, um, lawnmowers blending coke cans on the ground. You know, it's not fair for any form of wildlife that's walking around, you know, people with pets, people in general just don't want to see it. And I, I don't know what's happened to that culture where, you know, it's fine to... One particular hedgerow near my house, have every single day a new can of John West tuna open in the can, pushed into the hedge. <laughs> Who the heck is doing, you know, <laughs> why? I don't understand. I can I even tell you the coffee they're buying because it's the same <laughs> coffee cup alongside it. So, you know, I'm no doubt it's a small minority of people doing a large amount of bad things, but... You know, I, I put it down to probably education on it, really. I do really question when it became all right with people to just litter. Like, there's been every so often for a reason. 
Oh, things thrown out of car windows as well is it, is it consistent as well. I do like to um, name and shame, invest in a good dash cam. Every single commercial vehicle that goes past that throws something out of a window, uh, that company's getting an email from us. So, so there's yeah. a couple of guys on YouTube who go around and they just record themselves like driving on the bikes. Yeah. Someone throws something out the window, they pick it up and they immediately slam it back through their window. I have, um, I've got a, a couple of, a couple of videos, which obviously I'm not going to play one now, but uh, <laughs> as I pick my phone up to go to it, I think I just did one at the weekend actually, where I do the the little video and just go, really, do you know this is your factory? Do you know what your grounds look like? And then just email it to them. I should really be saying, what are you doing about your email security? You know? <laughs> <laughs> or, or something like that. But um, it, you know that there, there needs to be some sort of public awareness of it. Um, they keep Britain. Tidy campaigns, a good one, you know. Um, you can join in with groups anywhere around the UK. Um, you know, there's always a team leader someplace that, that's doing it clean. You know, if you want to do something with your spare time, you know, go pick up a, uh, a, a, a recyclable bin bag, go pick up some garbage with them. You know? I mean, that's a, that's a good point as well. If anyone's got free time, the best thing they can do in that time is volunteer. Yeah. It's not just good for themselves, it's good for the environment and it's good for their CVs. Because yeah. they can say on it, I've went around and I spent like 30 hours a week picking up garbage, but it's helping the environment. It's good exercise. Well, in fairness, you know, you, you're out there, you, you might, you know, you'll get your 20,000 steps in. You know, it, it's not a, it's, it's it's not a bad day, you know. Go with a partner, have a good chat. It's you know, it's it's all right. I mean, you it, can make fun out of anything, can't you? Yeah. As long as you don't get frustrated by it, don't <laughs> take it to heart. You know, it's, yeah. So I mean, I, I've I've try and keep myself as fit as I can, but I don't do much at all, obviously. But I've got me watch on, and it's always giving us me step counts. And I walk to work every single day and walk back, and it's about a mile and a half. So instead of buying a car or a bike, I just prefer to walk. It's faster. I don't have to worry about the traffic or the parking spots, and it's just not going to kill the environment quite as much as a car will. Well, you see, I had that, I did have that perfect route um, to work in the last house. No major roads, cycle paths, you know. Um, my interaction with local traffic was at an absolute minimum, you know. So uh, Beyond everything, you actually don't want to die. So it, it's generally good not to go on roads in rush hour traffic. Um, I, I think not in this area anyway. You know, a lot of 60 limits. But um, even in 30 zones. But um, uh, I, I need to... I was actually thinking more along the lines of electric scooter this time around. I could feel myself doing this Saturday shift. I was absolutely love an electric scooter. Just a work scooter yeah. I could drive back and forth. Yeah, I'd, I I was thinking I'd, I've actually been looking at YouTube videos of them and uh, thinking, could I could I be on that one? I could I could be on that one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you could always spruce it up yourself. You can put a bit of deco on it. You can uh, add a few extra batteries. I just add some tassels to my elbows. <laughs> Is there anything uh, you want? There's be quite a message for everyone. Um, uh, I do occasionally do mass messages to, to some of the customers when I think that there's something important that they might not be um, looking at properly. So I'll, I'm going to reiterate the most, the, the top topic at the minute. For those people with Office 365 <laughs> who have chosen not to back it up, right? Why are you dicing with your data? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
back up your information. Yeah. Ask us. <laughs> uh, we just uh, transferred to the newest edition, the was it 2019 edition? Yeah. And I had to put so many passwords in. We transferred from used mail systems to a new mail system. We've had a very fun few weeks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't back anything up. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, yeah. I didn't have much mail, though. Yeah. No, no. always do your backup. <laughs> It is a very good point. Always back up your information, keep it secure, keep it locked up in a, in a position where people aren't going to gain access to it without permission. Oh, the 2050. The 2050. Turn off. Is this going to go through? No gas supply by 2050? Oh. To all houses in the UK? I'm fine with that. Yeah. It can't, I don't have gas at the current house. I don't use gas. <laughs> I've got electric everything. So we're, uh, we're, we're biomass and solar. So we're totally cutting off an entire industry, but I'd, it's better I'd, for everything. I caught a few snippets and I haven't read into that properly, so I might be shooting the gun on that bit. It might be a bit of optimistic thing. I have heard a little bit on it. That turn off of fossil fuels by yeah. 2050. Yeah. Well, hopefully it gets done, and if not, sooner. It needs to be sooner. If we do it sooner than later, we're going to have a lot more time for the Earth. I'm very focused on just my backyard as well. It's like, you know, it, it's, um, I believe Kate's organising a, a Keep Britain Tidy Up. Is it July? She's it's, doing uh, a newsletter. It's this I month, think it's this it? one. She's organising one um, in, in Moncton area, one of the green areas around here, I think. Um, you know, I think it's not actually a bad thing just to do it down the streets. Uh, not necessarily to pick on the big open green fields but um try and organize them in the streets because the only way you're going to get that population from asking what you're doing is by seeing you and they don't see you when you're stuck in a green land somewhere um you know clean up where people are might also have a little bit of shame and embarrassment to them as well. they come out and do it themselves yeah, I mean, it's always good to kind of like almost guilt trip people. It's like, I'm out here cleaning this street, not just for myself, but for everyone, and you're sat there doing nothing. What yeah. are you doing with your time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I totally yeah. get the, the point of um, don't just go out to massive fields, obviously, because if you're out there doing that, who can see you doing it? No yeah. one's going to feel that kind of connection and willingness to do it along with you. When you see the, like, the incident support trucks down the A19, and those guys are out picking up litter, off the side of the A19. In rush hour, like I saw them this morning, risking their life to pick up waste that people have thrown out their car windows. I, I can't even bring myself to that mindset. I, I can't, you know, those people are poles apart from any form of rational thinking. <laughs> littering and, I mean, littering out of a car are almost two separate things because you've got a car, you can easily stick it on a seat, whereas if, Fair enough, if you're out and about, you don't want to yeah. carry something. We find a bit. Eating and drinking in your car. Should you not be getting on with the business of driving it? A bit more like, important. And not hurting other <laughs> road users or pedestrians or, you know, See, things like that. Just concentrate on getting to where you're going. And then you know? it, it also puts other motorists at risk because if something gets stuck under someone's wheel or in the axle or in the engine, even on the windscreen, it's a distraction to everyone and it's a danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has been it for this episode of the ITC podcast. Thank you for joining me, Chris. You're welcome. Uh, if you've got any questions or anything you would like to be asked or answered, uh, make sure to message us on social media, uh, prefacing the post with hashtag ITC podcast. That's all for this. See you next time.